0: behave yourself <laughs> hello this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 105 of the Sophie Art podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things and this one today is all about colour therapy I'm going to go through a little book by Sue Lilly called colour therapy which I've taken a load of notes from but I feel like I've taken so many notes from this book that I've I've got too many notes. So I was thinking about something because Austin Cleon he's got these three books which I've done little podcast videos of little podcasts of. One was called Steal Like an Artist one was called Show Your Work and the other one was Keep Going and what I loved about his books were he had he's got tons of information in there but he's distilled it into like bite-sized nuggets of wisdom <laughs> which i think is amazing but he must have gone through he must have gone through months and months of rambling so i feel like this podcast today about color therapy might be like a stage one rambling where i sort of i sort of ramble about color therapy And then maybe in a year's time or something, I can do another one, which is littler, but more concise and stuff. But I'm still going to give it a go because I love this. The takeaway I've got from this book is that I will never look at colour the same way again. Colour is powerful. So so I really think, think, I think it's going to be a good little video, this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go through each of the chapters, talking about what colour is it? What colour is and stuff like that, and then I'll go through each of the colours. So the make the colours we're going to look at is black, red, brown, orange, gold. Actually, I'll tell you what each of these means briefly before we jump in. So the takeaway that I got from reading the book was black is opposites and like about balance, but black is very black's very good i'll talk about it later (laughs) red life force brown focus orange creativity gold confidence and yellow invigorating then we got green harmony turquoise expression blue is communication violet healing but it's like balance between physical and spiritual pink What's that one? <laughs> Supportive, and white, powerful. But the thing is, what I've noticed is, all of these colours work together. So they're all all the colours are in balance. And the main thing I take away from this book is balance, really. So that's basically what the topic's going to be. It's it's, it's going to be really fun, I think, because, like I said, colour is so much more powerful than I thought. I thought colour was just a colour. But it's not, it's actually, it's got an energy about it. Colour is energy. So that's what this book's all about really, colour therapy. So that's what the, top, the podcast is going to be about today. Little Dennis is with us today. But he is, if you're watching on YouTube at youtube.com slash Lawson, you can see Little Dennis is looking quite comfortable, tucked up in my dressing gown. So I'm going to leave him there for today, and instead... Oh, I've got one little thing. So tomorrow is my birthday, and so I'm recording this podcast on Thursday. I normally record on Fridays, but I'm recording this one on Tuesday the 2nd of April. Because tomorrow I'm going to be doing Reiki with my little Reiki healer, which I can't wait for. But I'm going to celebrate my birthday by eating chocolate cake. (laughs) So... What I love about having your birthday near Easter is all the Easter chocolates come out and Cadbury's make this chocolate cake, which is lovely. It's called Mini Eggs Chocolate Gatte. But it's, the song about this cake. It's, it's one of these cakes I could eat. Well, I, each year I eat one of these all to myself in one sitting. (laughs) And there's a big cake as well. But like, I feel like I could eat loads of these cakes whereas lots of other cakes i i i think i look at them and i think i'm gonna eat all of that you get a bit away through it and you don't want to eat anymore (laughs) but this one there's there's something about this cake so that's what tomorrow i'm gonna have cake for breakfast cake for my lunch cake for dinner and i'll have a bit of cake before going to bed (laughs) so that's basically that so let's get into this week's topic what I'm going to do I think am I going to do that yeah I think well you can find showing I think at sophielawson.com and I put a link to Sue Lilly who wrote this book because I went onto her website yesterday there isn't any artwork on there but she's got a section on her website which says art exhibition and her and her husband I think they do art exhibitions so she's some she's some sort of artist. I only I only quickly looked into her Sue Lily because I thought I wanted to know what, what she's about. But she looks like a really cool character. She's got she's got like red hair. Yeah, she looks like a sort of person I would actually like to turn into a little character in a drawing. So she's quite funky and that's basically what I'm gonna do I think is put the camera above the desk and go, go through the book like that so like i said if you go onto youtube at youtube.com slash something sophie lawson you can you'll be able to look inside but you don't really need to to be honest it's yeah you don't really need to so let's get into this book then so what i'm going to do i'm going to try not to ramble too much but i'll go through my notes just saying stuff Then I'll go through the book, each little chapter, but really, very quickly. And then I'll go through each of the individual colours, because she actually sums up each colour quite nicely in the book. And I've marked off little quotes in, in the book as well. So, but what I love about this book is because it's dealing with colour, it is very colourful. And each chapter is, it, like I said, the whole book makes you appreciate colour. Because not just talking about it, but looking at all the colors, so I'll talk about I'll talk about that in a minute, but I'm going to read the inside of the cover because this, I think this is a nice little summary of what colour therapy is, so it says right from when right from when we are very small children, we learn to recognize objects by their color as we grow, we learn to appreciate and distinguish. A huge range of very subtle nuances of colour. We often find that amongst a plethora of tones and shades there are certain colours and combinations that are especially pleasing to us. Likewise some colours we avoid or ignore. These personal tastes are seldom examined to see how they have arisen or what they might mean. From the perspective of colour therapy and colour healing such per- personal choices provide a wealth of information about the personality and well-being of the individual. Using the colour information in this book, you can learn how to introduce colours that will support or improve the activities of your day-to-day life. Which I think is really nice. So, this book is it's all about colour as energy, really. So the first thing I, I thought to myself was what i've noticed over the last few years especially the, the last year is hu- we are humans are energy and what happens is because everyone's an energy and energy energy is positive and it's what any en- energy is a, a frequency between positive and negative and so if each human is an energy some humans are more negative and more positive, but it also means that colours, if colours are energy, then colours are going to be affecting humans' energies. It's just really powerful. So, straight away, I was thinking, this is incredible because what it means is you could be going, when you're at this, it sums up so many things. Like when I'm with nature, I feel quite energised, and then around certain people, I feel a bit negative sometimes. So it might even be that it's certain colours. Like you go to a workplace and maybe the colours of the workplace are having negative energies on. It's basically what this book really did was, it's made me think about colours. Not just about the colour of colours, but about the psychologicalness of colours. And also, what I love is I know when I'm doing my drawings and stuff, I'm going to to start thinking about colours and also I'm going to use this book as like a reference so let's say I'm drawing a character and I want the character to to be a bit I want them to be say angry then I can look in this book and I can know (laughs) there's a baby crying I can know what sort of colours would help create the anger but not just the colours of the character like the clothes but like the surrounding and stuff so this this is going to be really powerful i think in the future and what i'm also going to do i'm going to after i've done this i'm going to look online and research color therapy more because so i'd like to have a, i'd like to get a sheet of paper with each color on it with just a little few words about what each color what each color is in terms of color healing and therapy print it out and if I find that I'll put it in the show notes and if I can't find it what I do is I'll create one myself and I'll put it in the show notes but I'll try to do it for for when the show notes go up but it might not be able to we have to wait and see but but let's get into the the notes so I'm going to quickly go through this and it says I was going to read what we got here energy always equals positive versus negative balance one of the words that kept coming out in this book was balance and it's balance between the colors but also balance between the human and the color so you can use if you're feel, if you're feeling certain ways you can use colors to help balance you so if you're feeling a bit say you want to feel a bit more confident you can use a color to balance yourself to make yourself more confident but, but it says if you use too much of that colour, you need other colours to balance yourself out. So it, it's this whole thing is about balance, which, again, it just sums up energy. Because energy is all about balance. It's quite amazing, really. So I think what I'm, what I'm going to do... We are relationships with colour. Yeah, oh, this is amazing. I'm going to just jump straight into the book, I think. Because I... Yeah, I'm going to jump straight into the book and I'll go through my notes at the end if I feel like I've missed anything so this book was done in 2001 and you've got little little Sue Lily she looks really cool she looks oriental but she's got red hair looks like a really nice character so this book, it talks about the main bits are colour, the healing energy all around us recognising our reactions to colour Like I said, a lot of this book is actually psychological stuff, which is quite fun. Using color to bring about change. How to select colors for healing. How to use color for healing. And then it goes into each of the colors, which is black, red, brown, orange, gold, yellow, green, turquoise, blue, violet, pink, white, and then we've got a little index, and the book covers things like crystals, which is fun if you want that, <laughs> so what we we'll gonna do, the first bit is talking about how as children we are we're all about colour, basically, but it says something really fun in here, it said about how animals, not all animals, see the world the same way, so what is it here, she said the colour vision as we would recognise it is available to a small range of animals including the octopus, tortoise and man so what that means is again, what this says to me is every little animal is potentially seeing the world completely differently so again, it makes you wonder what is reality if let's say well, I know that a bat a bat sees the world via sound i think sends out these sound waves or something so straight away the bat is seeing the world completely differently to how we do so it goes back into that thing of what is what is reality if it's completely different to all the different animals there's something down here about how everything is vibration it says she's talking about how color where is it each colour is a wavelength of light travelling at a different frequency of speed. Red, for example, has a slow, long wavelength that tends to energise chemical reactions. So it's talking about, she's talking about how colour is made up. She talks about how mixing colours, in terms of art, creates different colours. But she's also talking about how colours are made up of light as well. I remember that, I, did, I looked in a colour theory book, because I've, I've been thinking, colour theory is almost like explaining the rules of colour, how colours are on the colour wheel. Colour therapy is more about the feeling of colours. So it feels like the two things go together. And again, it's, it's almost like with perspective, which I'm studying at the moment, he says on there that there's rules to perspective, so, you learn the rules about how perspective works, but sometimes you'll do a drawing, and the perspective will look better by doing it wrong so then you're again you're dealing with the rules versus feeling <laughs> it's quite cool so so I just i like that there's this yeah there's there's two sides of everything which is there's the, the there's the the rules of it of how it's made up. But then there's the feeling side of it, which in a way is kind of like spiritual and science. Science is how things are made up and then spiritual is just how things feel. And if you put them two together, that's how you get the balance. It says down here, I like this bit, it says, Colours we reject indicate aspects of our life that we are unwilling to change or deal with or energies that in our present state felt to be inappropriate to our needs so it's again it's making me think about colors that i've not really liked and then i can start thinking well why don't i like these colors because i just thought i don't like the colors because i don't like the colors but maybe there's more to it than meets the eye really there's something here which i loved is it talks about beliefs and society so it talks about how your beliefs can change your relationship with colour and in society. So she says about how in some cultures black symbolises death, but in other cultures white symbolises death, which I thought that was quite interesting because, again, it goes back to the first chapter bit when she's talking about children. If you're a child in a place where black is seen as death, you might have a negative association with black Whereas a child in a place where black isn't associated with death might have a completely different relationship. So, again, it just shows you how your your world is kind of shaped before you're even born. Well, not before you're born, but bef- yeah, before you're born, really. Because the first few years of our life, I don't think we're really born. <laughs> we're sort of existing, but not alive. There's a certain point, I think, when we pop into existence at which point we've already been sort of yeah conditioned into a lot of beliefs that's why it's so hard to change as you get older because these these beliefs but it says here color has two languages a conscious language and an unconscious language a language of energy and a language of symbol i love that and this is where she talks about oh she said something here which she's in this book she mentions the word vortex and the only reason I thought about it was last week's podcast I was talking about entities and I said there's this entity that keeps coming into my dreams and meditations and it's 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 putting out this wave of energy but what it's doing is it's a vortex when she said that I realized it's creating a vortex of energy so I just thought that was a bit interesting because vortexes is energy vortexes is to do with energy so what have I put here? There's a little quote I've marked off. It says, it is at this unconscious level that colour can be used to manipulate moods, attract or repulse, create tension or harmony, influence health and well-being. I like this because she's talking about how colour is affecting you unconsciously. So what I'm thinking is, in when you're doing a drawing, if you know that certain colours are doing things unconsciously, you can start manipulating the moods of the viewer by playing with certain colors. This is going to be really powerful because the person viewing it, they wouldn't, they maybe wouldn't even be able to feel, they wouldn't understand why they're feeling a certain emotion, but you would know it's because you've been using colors. (laughs) So it's kind of like mind manipulation, which is quite cool. There's another, this bit in here I liked as well. She talks about experiments so I put that in my notes I said she's, there's loads of little ex- little exercises in this book that you can do like fun little things so like picking a random colour each day and seeing how you get on with it and it could just be like getting say a little pink ribbon and putting it around your your waist or your what's it called what's that called your wrist <laughs> putting a little pink ribbon around your wrist and then each day do a little colour And then at the end of each day, write how your mood was. And then you can start seeing how colours are affecting you. Which I thought was quite cool. But she said, if you're doing something, let's say you're going to a funeral or something. But you want a certain colour that isn't normally, like funerals are normally black. But let's say you want a funky colour. She said, you could just, for instance, wear, say, a a yellow pair of underpants. (laughs) So nobody would know you're wearing them. But she said just having those yellow on you, it would it would bring that yellow energy to you. So but it's really fun. There's loads of little things like this. She talks about like using coloured lighting. So get little light sh- lampshades, change the colour of the of the lights in your room and stuff. Loads of what's it got here? crystals and flowers, supermarkets. Yeah, she talked about I think that was in the Society bit, she says how supermarkets for instance they'll place certain colors in certain locations and they'll change the lighting in like the fruit and vegetable section to make the colors pop more so they're basically what what's happening is people in higher places of society like in supermarkets and stuff they know the power of color so they are already using it to manipulate Our emotions and again we don't realize what's going on i love that about this book because again if you start becoming aware of what's going on you can start you'll be able to start noticing it which is quite cool i've put a little note here and it says little things equals big change so yeah that's kind of like the underpants thing she says you don't need a lot of the color just have a little bit of it which is quite cool Body is alive, I've put. It says, the body was... Here we go. The body's need to release the shock. So it says, the body was instinctively demanding orange as a means to rebalance the body. Oh, I like this bit. In today's world, where we expect communication to be verbal and direct, it is easy to miss or dismiss the language our bodies express through colour. It's really cool. Talk. Like it's all about how, yeah, everything is in balance, which is cool. accessories again, you can bring color into your life with little things. Then she starts talking about how different colors relate to each other, which is fun. again, more little exercises, so she's got a little exercise here where she says she says about picking some random colors, and she says, the first color choice indicates what is needed for the physical body. The second color choice represents the color needed to balance the emotions. Third color choice for the mental process. Fourth color choice for spiritual needs. So what you do is you you randomly select four different colors and then each of those colors will influence each of those things. So the first color will inf- influence the needs of your physical body. So what you would do is again use this as a reference, this book, and you could if you picked out the, the color yellow, for instance, you could look into that and, and you'd you could say, "Oh, my body wants this," and then you could start doing things to help get get yourself in balance. It's quite cool really. It talks about churches and how they use lights with stained glass windows to create emotions. What's this here? little quote from outside the colors seem strong and clear what effect on the human energy system or such strong oh yeah yeah she... what was she talking about oh yeah she was talking about if you're walking if you're outside at night which i do quite a lot when i'm walking home from work if somebody's watching a tv in their house you can see the tv flashing all the lights like the whole room is lit up with these lights and then she's saying here about what effect is that having on the human energy system which with such strong projections of rapidly changing colour could have, even for an hour or so. So again, it's it's thinking about what we're doing really, being mindful of what we're doing. Because everything is, everything is colour, so it means everything we're doing is affecting us. It's quite cool. I like this as well. She's talking about visualising. So it, if you're... I'm going to start doing this with my meditations. Visualising colours. And seeing what happens. I was going to say... Um, well, sometimes when I'm meditating, I see these, again, like vortexes of colour going outwards and inwards. It, it It's always been like... It's as if it's a, a colour of smoke. But she's saying that you can actually visualise... Colors and that will have the same effect, which is quite cool. Thinking of a color stimulates the body in in an equiv- equivalent way to seeing it with the eyes. So, using color visualization is an effective method for color healing. Again, it kind of goes into everything they say about thoughts creating reality. Thoughts are really powerful. What's this saying here? Visualizing a bright yellow in yourself and your surroundings will help to increase clarity of mind decision making and ability to study this was really amazing one of the things i took away was brown and yellow are really good colors to have around you if you want when you're focusing so for instance again when i'm studying i'm going to surround myself now with yellows and browns because later on we'll talk about it she talks how this is good for focusing so there's lots of things here which are are going to help me i think with studying and stuff she then talks about the chakras the chakras something interesting here i thought there was only seven chakras but she says there's actually like hundreds yeah there's many hundreds of chakras so that's that's quite interesting talks about each of the colors Oh that's where she talked about vortexes. Look, uh, spinning vortexes. Where these channels of energy meet together, spinning vortex so she's talking about the chakras. She says spinning vortexes of life force called chakras are formed, each one controlling specific functions in the individual's body and mind. So what I'm thinking is that entity that I'm seeing, which is quite negative, has got a feeling of negativity about it. If it's firing these vortexes at me, how do I not know? This is going to sound a bit weird. (laughs) Weird. How do I not know that that, that's firing a vortex at my chakras to try and put me out of balance? It's it's just that really struck me when I read that. It was, And again, spinning. Everything's always about spinning. It's because I think everything is about energy. So energy spinning is because positive and negatives. So there's, there's a lot here about the, ch- the chakras. She talks about each of the sh- each of the chakras in, in in detail and stuff. She then talks about your environment, how different colours and stuff makes you feel nice. Again, I love yellow. Really like the colour yellow. She then talks about complementary colours, how to create a dynamic effect. That enhances both colours. Really cool. Again, these these colours are. It's it's weird. It's like it's almost as if colour theory, is, is a scientific way of explaining colour therapy. Quite cool. I said I've put a little note here, and I've wrote interesting. What what is it? experimentation with harmless dyes has shown that it's difficult to eat oh yeah she says about how let's say you've got a certain type of food if, you, if it's coloured a different colour you might not be able to eat it because and it's only because of the colour it will still taste the same it will still visually look the same in terms of shape but because it's got a different colour you now can't eat it so it, it shows you the power of colour which I thought was really cool. It can make it more appealing or less appealing. And then it goes into how supermarkets and stuff, they will dye food to make it a bit more of a nicer colour. So again, manipulation there, which is quite interesting. Then we've got a chapter on crystals, which I, I love crystals. I just love the colours of them. I think it's cool. and that, It makes me wonder, imagine if I went in space somewhere, somewhere there must be planets which are crystals. So like a big planet, for instance, which would be a rose planet or like a pink planet. So you would land on it, the whole planet would be pink. And then the water would be pink because the water is clear. So if the if everything's pink, the water would be pink. That would be amazing. So then you can have worlds, like I said, like we think well, I seem to think all the planets would be be like ours because that's what we've got, but th- the planets could be completely different to what we could ever imagine, really. She then talks about scents, like smells, the power of smells and flowers, which was quite nice. Sensual oils, essential oils. I've got a little quote here that I've put the word balance on. It says, don't create a new imbalance by focusing too much on one type of energy at the expense of the others. I like that because that's the sort of thing I would do. (laughs) I tend to be somebody who swings either positively or swings the other way. But it's all about getting in the middle. So she says, if you find out and realise you need the colour pink, don't suddenly become all about pink because then you would be out of balance <laughs> so you would go the other way. So that's basically the first sort of half of the book is talking about it's talking about the power of color and to sum it up it's really that color is energy and everything we're doing is related to color so it's, it's about being mindful really of colors. So now we get into each of the little chat, little things about each color. What I'm gonna do I think is I'm gonna say the colour and I'm gonna read the little bits that she's put in the in the in the, what's it called? The margins and then at the end she does a little summary. So what's my feelings about black? My feeling about black is it's very mysterious because you can't see shadows in it. So like you got a bloke here wearing a suit, you can't see his arms. So he, he becomes with the colour black, it becomes one big shape, because all the details get lost. So black is quite, is quite, over, is quite powerful. I was, gonna, I was going to say it's overpowering, but on this, in this book, they've got the yin and yang sign. So it shows that black with white is is the balance thing. Black and white, the two opposites in balance. But she says black. Yeah, she, I like this she was talking about how like black can either be seen as really negative like for instance like say death the void the void nothingness emptiness but you could also look at that as amazing because black the void the emptiness is pure potential so black is is like the ultimate color representing paradox I suppose that's what I thought, but she says here the experience of black automatically gives a glimpse of white, because neither can be, be neither can stand in isolation. Again, it's like it's like everything is is related to each other. Yeah, it's like what I said a couple episodes ago. If you're dead, you can't be dead. You've got if you're dead, you have to still be alive. Because to be dead, you have to be alive. It's the same with this. To black, you need white. <laughs> it's cool. I love it. Next thing, she says wearing black clothes keeps someone safe from the unwanted attention of others. This creation of a protection shield allows the wearer to go un- unnoticed in their immediate surroundings. See, this is this, but this each chapter about the colors she's talking about how wearing colors will make you feel different but it's also talking about like mentally and spiritually the color what the the power of the color so she sort of talks about the color as a color then the color as, as a human how we are how we can wear it and stuff then the color as a spiritual thing so she's put here Black at a mental level allows time out from stimulation and activity and encourages the free flow of thought without encouragement. (laughs) And I've put here a little note and I said yes. It says many people do not allow themselves enough quiet time to experience this aspect of the mind, which which is the black, the voidness. It says when attention is first turned within, there can seem to be a barrage of thoughts That some may perceive as to be an outside of themselves or as a result of some melisophant influence. That's interesting because it kind of goes into what I was saying about this entity. Maybe it is just just me. I don't know. And then she's got some crystals which are are the colour black. Apparently there's tourmaline, smoky quartz and obsidian. I love the word obsidian. And then you've got little pictures of the crystals as well. She says, to summary, a summary. to balance the black energy in your life, spend time alone, practising being rather than doing or thinking about doing. And then she talks about the black crystals. Oh, th- there's a big bit in here about the shadow self as well with the black. And I've put here, yeah, the shadow self. Neg- negative and positive is black so that's basically the color black we then move into the color red super super what would i say very yeah sexual for me red has always been very sexual and powerful confident that's my thoughts about red but she says here it's like the life force because it's the red cross and blood so red is like the color of life which is quite cool she says what my little note what did it say life force she says here red symbolized by fire has two facets it can be a warming lifesaver or an uncontrollable destroyer again we're dealing with how the same thing can be perceived differently so like somebody might look at a fire and think "Ah, oh, this is lovely if you're freezing it's lovely if you're if that fire gets out of control, it's it's like gonna destroy you. <laughs> it's quite funny that. Then there's a baby crying. She's a bit. It's a bit weird. <laughs> so she's put here red. No, she hasn't. She said, she says right. So to the right, anger and passion especially have both traditionally been thought of as red. Wearing red clothing can help overcome the feeling of guilt about the red emotions we have and then any direct expression of emotion is linked to the color red red in the face has crept into everyday speech to reinforce this she's, she's talking about the the emotions of red red is very emotional coffee and tea can both provide red energy so if you're low on the red energies coffee and tea helps but again Too much increases irritability and can create addictive behaviour. So it's all about balancing. And then it says, wearing red, eating red foods or foods rich in minerals, exercising, releasing our strong feelings and occasionally... What is this? I've marked something off here and I don't know why. (laughs) On a spiritual level, red reminds us that no matter how spiritually inclined we may be, we are dependent on the survival and well-being of our physical body as a tool with which to express that spiritually in the world. And then in summary, she says, to increase or balance the red energy in your life, wear red clothes and eat red foods. Red crystals, we've got garnet, red jasper and rubies. And uh, activities, running and stuff like that. And it says, when mental energy is low visualising red or eating red energy foods can help and there's actually red fish here so i never knew that there's actually red fish you think there's fish that are red like you can eat it's a bit weird color brown i love this one focus so yeah she says if you're for like if you wanted to study or something focus the color brown will help with that it just so happens i've got a lot of brown in my room so i quite cool she says brown is mainly associated with the colour of soil and resonates well with all aspects of our natural world and then there's a brown crystal called tiger's eye which is like a toffee colour oh yeah she talks about chocolate in here as well and then she says introducing brown into physical activity occurs through nature based actions like gardening so get outside with nature Brown is an excellent choice for surroundings involved with long-term study or logical thought processes. It helps ideas to become real. So very useful for the library or study or the visionary or inventor. So surround yourselves with Brown. Brown is an excellent choice for... Yeah, talking talking about that again. It helps ideas to become real. So very useful. There we go. And she says chocolate is well known as a food that creates a feeling of well-being for many. But again, if you eat too much of it, you go pop. So, yeah, that's the main thing really. This is about balancing your colours. Bring some logical thought into your life by using wooden furniture in your in certain areas of your home. That's quite cool. Actually, I didn't do that, did I, for the red? Yes, I did. On a spiritual level, red reminds us. It says here, On a spiritual level, Brown suggests an ability to integrate with one's surroundings. This encourages us to be content with where we are and who we are, free from unrealistic wishes. I like that. It says here, This type of integration takes time, patience and effort. Like the primary colours, like the primary colour components that create brown, this integration will represent all facets of life and personality. I like that. Now we're moving into orange. So, with orange, I said creativity. This one's about creativity. So, there's a little quote here that I thought I've marked up as sexy, and it says The ability to create something real from our dreams, ideas, and inspiration. Works food orange energy. That's cool. And there's another quote here I've marked off. When a system becomes static or blocked, not only is constipation present on all levels, but there is a lack of creativity. See, this is quite cool. It's kind of saying if you're not being creative, your body knows. So you'll start to you'll start to become constipated. But it's not just constipated in the bum. It's constipated in the mind as well. So it's almost like humans need creativity, I think. It's maybe like a visual way of processing thoughts. It's quite cool. Orange foods can help detoxify the body and help the flow of energy. And we've got some carrots. So maybe it's time to start eating carrots. Then she's got a little picture of an artist... We like artists and she says orange releases the creativity of artists musicians artists and dancers all use a lot of orange energy when creative energy gets blocked it can be released by using orange in other words let's say you get what's it called the what's that called the, the artist block that thing where you're not feeling very creative you could just munch on some carrots Start munching on some carrots and it might bring creativity to your life. So, I like that. That's quite cool. Then, one of the crystals for orange is called carnelian. Carnelian. Very bright colour. Crystals look like sweets. She says, using flower essences made from marigold or Californian poppy will all help orange energy. So again, you could start sprinkling flowers onto your desk. So like you could just, this is what I'm saying, I love this, it's all about little things. Just get a, a vase with some flowers and it might just bring a little bit of energy into your life. It's quite cool. I've never I've never really been into flowers, but I might start having a look. Wearing something orange will increase or balance the orange energy in your life. So it says, on a spiritual level, orange represents the subtle blueprint of our physical bodies, often referred to as the etheric layer, or that part of the aura that is closest to the physical body. I like this. In this layer, the model of our physical body is held. If our physical, emotional, or mental bodies become damaged... The F rule does too. So, again, we're talking about balance. Activities for oranges, music, dancing, and any form of art. Activities for brown is walking, gardening, woodworking. That's cool. Activities for red, running, speed, and field sports. So red is very high-paced. Whereas brown is slow and gentle, that's cool. The next one, gold. I like the color gold. It says here, the mineral gold has been sought after or fought over for centuries, because acquiring vast amounts of it indica- is an indicative is indicative of wealth and status. In my little notes, I said confidence. So gold, I felt, I felt like this summed up confidence. Creams made from gold-colored flowers are used to heal minor damage to the skin. Ah, so talking about gold with the skin. <laughs> Taking time out to play and have fun is an important part of gold energy. Again, it's, it's about confidence and fun. Nice little quote here. So, what's, what have we got here? One of the... Oh, she's not put the thing. Ah, the crystal citrine. That's quite magical looking. It's like a... It looks like... I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like a f- 4 or 5D shape. It looks like... This is amazing. That crystal, There's a crystal. Looks like it's got shapes within the shape. Which is because after I did a podcast once a few episodes ago. And I was trying to work out what a, what's it called? I think it's a Tesla, Tesla, Tesla rat, Tesla grad. There's this, it's a 4D shape. And I was trying to work out what it looked like. It kind of looks like this crystal. So it's like a shape with shapes within it. So maybe, maybe there's something going on there with crystals. But it says on a spiritual level. Gold suggests a serene, wise and well-rounded personality. It is easy to assume that some gold energy has, at a spiritual level has it made and there's nothing else to be achieved. However, like a swan on a pond, I love this. Like a swan on a pond, the elegant vision of ease hides furious paddling. <laughs> I love that because I've noticed that when I'm looking at the river, you'll see these little birds birds like ducks just bobbing along peacefully but you know underneath that their feet are going like crazy so it's like they look really peaceful but they're putting loads of energy in this is quite cool and again it's talking about if you've got too much gold you're going to be out of balance again there's something here what did it say we've moved on to the color yellow yellow has an invigorating effect compared to the cosy shades of gold. The richest source of yellow is the light from the bright sun. And I put a little note here that says, don't stay home. Because <laughs> everyone's saying, stay home. But it says, we can introduce yellow into our homes in many ways to help balance or increase yellow energy. So that says to me, keep your windows open. And keep the light coming in. Cause I have a habit of pulling the blinds. So I don't I don't let enough light in, I don't think. So but she talks a lot more about these colours in the chapters, I'm just going over them very quickly. She says, Eat yellow food such as bananas to help combat the pressures of living in the twenty first century. Yeah. Like where was it? She said something really cool in here. Many people find themselves mentally and emotionally stressed. Many people who find themselves mentally and emotionally stressed can be so as a result of problems created by the physical imbalance of yellow. So, again, if you're feeling like that, again, m- munch on some bananas. We work in, it- in artificial light, which is what I do a lot, often surrounded by electrical machines. All of this depletes yellow energy, and yellow energy is like what she says here: the bright, crisp yellow has an invigorating effect. So, if you're not getting the yellow, you're gonna you're gonna be feeling a bit. <clears throat> so, yeah, you're gonna have to start eating bananas. Eat bananas. Eat carrots. Tasty. I think that's it. Really, what have we got? crystals, lemon, I was going to say Yemen, lemon quartz, there's a really nice crystal here, it's yellow but it's got a hint of purple in it, which is quite interesting because on the colour wheel, yellow and purple, they're the um, complementaries, so it's almost like nature has put them two together, it's quite cool, colour green, Harmony. I'm gonna to to speed this up. This podcast is gonna go on for ages. <laughs> Our eyes are especially sensitive to all shade, of all shade and tints of green. Green is in the middle of the visual spectrum, and epitosisms, the qualities of balance and harmony. I love green. This is probably why I love nature, because green is is the, the balance point. The process of life and growth inevitably involve the death of one cycle, so that another can emerge. This creates the balance. This kind of goes into what I'm saying at the minute. This thing that's happening in the world at the minute is the death of one thing, so that something else can be be born. We're going to get balance by killing off the old way. We live. We see the physical expression of green in in new shoots of plants, <laughs> in the new shoots of plant growth in the spring. Green is beautiful. Green jade is one of the crystals. Green is the colour we relate to nature, trees and plants. Emotionally, emotionally, green is a way of relating to everyone and everything in the environment. I've very, I love all of that. So, green is such a beautiful colour. My mum doesn't like green, she thinks it's unlucky. But I love it. So it says, on a, did I do the on spiritual level of yellow? Spiritually, yellow represents the ability to know who and what we are. With this ability, we can deflect the unwanted attention of others and unwanted energy from machines in our environment. If we cannot differentiate between ourselves and our surroundings, we become dominated by things outside of ourselves and we feel powerless and weak that's quite interesting yellow it's quite powerful one not green so on a spiritual level green suggests the capability to do your own thing regardless of what anyone else says or does this confirms that at this level we are unique rather than deliberately eccentric or rebellious no one can live our lives for us we can take advice but ultimately we are responsible for ourselves accepting this can free an individual which in turn gives the opportunity for for others to release themselves i love that accepting this that we so accepting that no one can live our lives we we are we are responsible for ourselves accepting this can free us as an individual Which in turn gives the opportunity for others to release themselves. Beautiful. And it says everyone can then move on to the next phase of growth. Which is what the Earth's doing. It's moving us to the next phase of growth. Together. We then move into turquoise. Which I didn't realise that turquoise was like a main colour. I always thought turquoise was a... Yeah, I thought it wasn't the main colour really, but she says turquoise is a beautiful blend of blue and green. This was quite fascinating. It was named after the Turks who decorated their buildings in tiles of this colour, turquoise. So that's why it became Turk, Turk. That's that's quite weird because then that means colours, the names of colours really don't mean anything. Yeah, the the name of a colour is only the name of a colour because somebody named it that. Which means that colour exists before language. Yeah, so colour is... That, that kind of proves that colour is energy because everything comes after colour. It's quite interesting, this. On an emotional level, turquoise helps the true expression of personal emotions. This reflects the true individual of the person. It says turquoise creates an easy flow of energy through the physical body that helps relaxation. That's quite interesting. I don't really see much turquoise in my life. Maybe I should start trying to... Yeah, I don't even see it in the shops or anything. It's quite a unique colour, I think. Turquoise is very protective protective and is greatly valued in the parts of the world where it occurs naturally Ah, so yeah that's what i'm saying it's a natural color but to me it doesn't it it seems like it's an it seems like it's a man-made color but it's actually it's natural that's that's quite amazing wear some turquoise colored clothing when you need to make a stand over an issue you feel strongly about That's quite interesting. On a spiritual level, turquoise is very protective. The the mineral turquoise has been greatly valued in the parts of the world where it occurs naturally. And that's what I said about before. We then move into the colour blue. Probably my favourite colour, I think. But in this book, she kind of picked a very purpley looking blue, which I don't really like. I prefer baby blues. But it says gazing up at the sky on a sunny day or at the stars on a clear night. The blues, one bright and one very dark, can both instill wonder, peace and appreciation of the vastness of space in the universe. I think that's quite cool. Blue indicates a flow of energy. The dark blue on a clear starry night instilled wonder. I just said that. (laughs) left so she's got a crystal if you are prevented from speaking out sore throats earaches and a stiff neck could be the physical the physical result very interesting for me because i've always had a thing about speaking out yeah and i've got and i've suffered from sore throats but yeah i love the color blue maybe that's why i love blue because again maybe my body is pulling the color blue into my life because it knows that i need it see there there's definitely something going on here with like psycho what's it called the body is doing things without you realizing it subconsciously carrying a blue crystal can reduce these symptoms so again little things i've put marked here a little tip what's this here Blue therefore becomes an ideal colour to wear if you want to instill confidence in others and to be thought of as someone who is reliable and trustworthy. This is quite interesting. So let's say you were doing a speech. If you were, if you wanted to feel like that, if you wanted to come across as reliable and trustworthy, you could wear some blue. So again, when creating a little character, if you're doing a teacher, let's say you're creating a character and you well, this is quite interesting here, because you can really play with this. Let's say you've got a character who you know later on in the story is going to be doing something naughty, so they're going to like double-cross. But if you wanted the viewer to, to, get, to trust that character, because then when they double-cross you and the characters in the book, it will have way more impact because you as, as the reader have, have put your trust in them what you could do is you could make them wear blue so you make them wear blue which psychologically is going to make the viewer trust the character yeah see this is amazing so so you can start you start realizing how you can psychologically play with colors to create more impact in your books and in your in your drawings and stuff your paintings it's quite interesting and then we've got a load of crystals again, one called Blue Topaz. There's a sapphire. I always thought sapphire was red. But sapphire is apparently blue. Oh, it says spiritually. Why was it? Spiritually? Spiritually? Ah, there's quite a lot of about spiritual things in here. Blue seems to be quite an important colour. Blue represents the realm of subtle perceptions at a spiritual level. These skills include clairvoyance, clairradiance, and clairsentience. Skills such as mediumship and the ability to channel information from other sources also relate to the darker shades of blue. That's interesting. All of these types of skills. Yeah, that's interesting. What have we got here? We've got three colours left. This podcast is going to be over an hour long. I think it's quite quite crazy. So we're on to the colour violet now. Hundreds of years ago, violet and purple dyes were very expensive commodities, and were reserved for those reserved for use by the ruling classes, the clergy, and the rich. Yeah, that's kind of why it's kind of gone into society. She's talked about how. It we now look at violet as a thing like that. <laughs> Today's shades and tints of violet are often thought of as the most spiritual colours. Interesting. Beautiful crystal, is it? it's, it's lilac and all different shades of purple and white. It's really nice. Emotions that resonate with violet. Sympathy. Empathy. And the ability to see other people's points of views are revealed by those who work in selfless service for others. That crystal is called Amnest. It's, it, you can use it to help. I need to burp. Should I. I was going to burp then. I was actually going to burp. But it, it, that thing can be used to help synchronise your body. There's a quote here that I've marked up as yes. What's it say? A more balanced standpoint is to help others... What's it say? Viewed from a broad perspective... This is... mm, 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 motions that represent... A more balanced standpoint is to help others to the maximum of one's ability. Oh, yeah. This was... She was talking about how... Because the colour purple... Or violet... Is about helping others and stuff. You might... You might think about helping others again it's it's a balanced thing if you're all you're doing is helping others you're going to put yourself out of balance so she's talking about how you need to help yourself because by helping yourself you can actually help others more so it's weird by helping others less you could be helping them more <laughs> that is really weird and then she talks about the complementary color of yellow and it's got self. Yeah, it's really interesting this book and then we got like more crystal stuff and it says violet as a spiritual energy relates to the, to the integration of the spiritual aspects of life with the mundane and practical many teachers and gurus say that it is, it is say that it is pointless having high ideas and views if we cannot apply them in our daily lives in other words keep it real this is the challenge of Violet, that's what she says about, so this is why she says, you need yellow to balance it, because what she said, yellow was all about, yeah, contentment and cosy and, so, yellow is very much, to me, yellow is very much about looking after yourself, Violet is very much about looking after others, so yeah, bring them two together, you're looking after everyone. (laughs) That's quite beautiful, that. Now onto the colour pink. And I've marked a little quote off. Wearing pink is often thought of as a feminine pre Pre-res... pre pre can't say that word. Pre-ro... re Is often thought of as a feminine thing. Yet in many Eastern cultures, Red represents the feminine energy and white the male energy. That's interesting. Ah yeah. That reminds me of in on the video game Persona and in a lot of these Japanese role playing games, female characters are always wearing red red dresses and stuff, and not pink. So that's probably because they associate red with feminine. That's quite interesting. Whereas violet balances the spectrum, the spectrum extremes of red and blue, pink harmonises the gender polarities of male and female, or yin and yang, expression and receptive. Keeping a piece of rose quartz. This is cool because it sounds to me like pink is a very sort of yeah, balancing colour. like that forgiving others often comes more easily if we can come to forgive ourselves first pink energy helps with this so there's a beautiful pink crystal in here as well and it's that's called rose quartz and it says to increase or balance the pink energy in your life wear a shade of pink you feel comfortable with that's quite nice All the self-issues come from beliefs that we hold about ourselves and the world. When we see ourselves as separate or polarised from the world, we tend to hold negative attitudes about ourselves. A very common attitude is the undervaluing of personal skills and roles in society. Visualising pink around ourselves can ease difficult situations. That's nice. My throat's getting a bit sore. Mm -mm. Hot hot chocolate. Brown. Brown. Hot chocolate brown. Which is all about... Tasty. (laughs) Brown is tasty. For many... People... (laughs) For many people, pink is the colour of unconditional love. I'm going to leave that there. Sounds nice. Rose quartz... Then we're on to the last colour, which is the colour white, which I think is a very. It's a very. It's a very mysterious colour. Very mysterious, because it's like. To me, white is like fog. Yes, yeah, so well, it, it actually. White is very much like black, because with black, black is like a void. So you know. With a void, you, you you feel that there's something there, but you can't see nothing. And fog, like white, is very much the same thing. It's like the fog. There's nothing there because it's all fog, but you know there is something there because it, there's something but through the fog. So it's almost like white and black are doing the same thing. They're sort of they're sort of both hiding and revealing things at the same time This is quite interesting it's also very interesting that white and black are like the normal colours of canvases so you have black canvases and white canvases it's almost as like there's something in that I think she says the stark reality of white in the physical world hints at its uncompromising nature and then she talks here about How some cultures see white as death, some see it as like life. When wearing white, the addition of a small amount of another colour will make a huge difference to the response from others. Again, this is all about contrasts. So, yeah, like let's say you're wearing nothing but white with a little pink rose, you've got like a little pink badge on of a rose or something. The whiteness is going to make that pink even more powerful. So it shows you how white is powerful by really sometimes not doing anything. It's it's like doing the, it's bringing contrast, it's the high contrast between colours. It's really, ah, oh, that is finished. It's powerful. She, this, she says here, the core energy of white is direct and impersonal. It can represent rapid transformation and complete change. Its ability to purify what is, what it connects with, is unsuppressed. Without another colour to soften it yeah. Without another colour to soften it though, white can be an uncomfortable experience. Yeah. Flower and then she's clear and white crystals tend to work in the same way and are excellent transmitters and transmitters of energies. And a white crystal is called. There's one called Moonstone, which is nice. And that's basically it. So I'm gonna have to go now because I need a drink, and also this podcast's been going for ages. So well, I hope you enjoyed that. I I really do. Lo- I love I love this. I've, it's given me a a greater appreciation of colour, and also what it's done is, during what I'm gonna I'm gonna start thinking about colors now like the colors that are in my room the colors that I'm wearing I'm going to start being more conscious I suppose of color yeah so it's yeah I think it's really good and I think what's really good about this is it's going to come into my artwork so it's not just a spiritual thing this what I've noticed is color is not just a spiritual thing it's a creative thing as well yeah, is probably one of the most important things we have as humans, really. So, that's basically that. You can find show notes, and think, at com. You can find the videos and whatnot at com slash sophielawson. All that's left is this week's inspirational quote. Inspirational. <laughs> and it goes to Sue Lilly. And it's from this book. And it says... Colour has a real energy... that that affects every aspect of the human being, I love that, and that's, that's basically, that sums up this book in a nutshell really, colour is energy that affects human beings, so if you're mindful of colours, you can be mindful of how you're affecting yourself and others, powerful, powerful, Colour has a real energy that affects every aspect of the human being. Sue Lily. We like Sue Lily.